Y'all, we live in difficult times. There's war, political unrest, the pandemic, poverty, families being torn, communities ripped by gun violence and people dying every day. Police, injustice, it's all bringing so much pain. But y'all, we can look inside our minds and we can understand who we are, become better, and do this thing like we've never done it before. But it all starts with our mental health and I know we can do it. I believe in you because I believe in me and I believe in us. Hello, my name is Gerald McGee, mental health counselor and founder of Everyday People Individual and Family Counseling Center. I've been a therapist for 13 years, but we are celebrating 10 years at Everyday People Individual and Family Counseling Center. Today, I want to thank you for tuning in for our podcast, Therapy is Life, Thinking, Feeling, and Experiencing Well-Being. We're going to be talking about, of course, mental health and mental wellness and ways to get ourselves together and all those things in between that make us well-adjusted human beings in these very difficult times. We can do it because we have all the power right here. As I move on, I just want to thank everyone who has helped us get to this point. We are now celebrating 10 years of everyday people. We started in August of 2012, and here we are in 2022, in the month of May, starting our celebration. And why did we choose this month? We chose this month because this is Mental Health Awareness Month, and we want to help everybody become more aware of their mental health. They say about 50% of Americans still believe that mental health is a sign of weakness. But I am here to tell you today, I believe that mental health is our life. It is who we are and what we will become. Our mental health begins from the time we are conceived in our mother's womb and is a part of us until we die. We have to understand that our existence begins with learning how to trust and believe that the world around us is good. We start that as a child and then we learn to be autonomous. We learn to master things. We learn to be part of a, uh, of, of a community. We learn to take on roles and how to take care of others. And as we age, we may look back on our life and we may have a lot of despair or we might have a lot of optimism about who we have become. And that's all the part of who we are. Today, when I think of mental health, we oftentimes think about these diagnostic criterias that make us uh, define what our problem is. But to keep it real with you, I've been working in the field of human behavior for quite some time. And I like to believe that the essence of mental health starts with the human experience. You know, myself, 
I know what it's like to be poor and what it's like to struggle and not, not have things. Hey, I've been in trouble before. I've got knocked around. I even lost one of my best friends some 15 years ago. And I remember how that made me feel. And hey, I was anxious at times. I was depressed at times. But in all those things, I was dealing with my mental health, my reality. So let me talk a little bit more about this. When I think of mental health, I think about the person who's struggling in school. I think about the person who has problems with their behavior. I think about the person who lost their job. I think about the person who were in a difficult relationship or broken relationships. I think about the person who um, families breaking up or in transition. I, I think about the person who has the chronic a condition or has terminal illness. I think about the person who's lost a loved one to gun violence. I think about the person who's grieving the loss of a loved one. I think about the person who feels pressured by their job. I think about the person who doesn't know who they are. I think about the person who feels weak when they seek for help. I think about the person like you and like me. You see, all those things I said are real things that we all deal with every day. So I could talk about anxiety. In 2020, there was about 40 million people to experience anxiety. What is anxiety? Simply put, it's the fear of bad things happening to us. We can move to depression. In 2020, there was over 21 million people who experienced at least one episode of major depression being 18 or older. And I realized that that is a powerful indicator of where we are. We live in times that try people's souls. You know, as human beings today, unlike our ancestors, who oftentimes lived in an environment where they were focused on trying to get what they needed or protect themselves from some, some, time, some form of danger, we are always inundated with concerns and problems and always driven towards getting things we need. Because we are designed to be hypervigilant in our efforts, we oftentimes can think about everything that we're concerned about all the time. You know, I sit here and I think about it. I'm, I'm thinking about my, my children. I'm thinking about my bills. I'm thinking about my, um, how much money I got in the bank. I'm thinking about what I'm going to do today. I'm thinking about what I'm going to do tomorrow. I'm feeling sad about what I did in the past. I find myself trying to keep up with the Joneses. And by the way, while we trying to keep up with the Joneses, we don't really know what's going on inside their home because Miss Jones may have something else going on. But anyway, let me move forward. So I, I think about that, that car that I, I, I have and the car that I want. I think about the uh, clothes on my back and the clothes I don't have. And I'm on my phone. I'm on my phone and constantly am I getting these reminders about what things are and what things are not. Um, I'm, I'm talking to my my, my friends and I'm getting all kind of information. And right now, you know, we live in a time when you text somebody 
and they don't text you back immediately. Oh my God, everything in the world goes wrong. Why? Because we feel as if we always need these immediate gratifications. Look, this is not living. This is just being in a place and a time. We might feel like we are going through some mechanical process in which we are not really in touch with our feelings and our emotions. And if you are experiencing any of these things, then you're dealing with your mental health. Oftentimes when we think about mental health, we don't talk about the opposite, which is mental wellness. Mental wellness is the ability to, uh, to perform and adapt to changes in your life without feeling so stressed out or burnt out. Of course, the opposite, when we have a mental health condition, it is the result of um, having things happen into our life, some type of adversity in which we don't feel like we are able to perform and act in the way that we would normally act. Some people are insightful and they really get when they're struggling. Others, they are struggling, but don't even know it. You know, it's one thing to go to the doctor after you broke your leg and know there's a problem. You know, when I was a kid, on April Fool's Day, that's another reason why I don't like this time of year, <laughs> I went into my father's room and... I was jumping up and down and I was acting like, hmm, I wanted to, I was acting like I had hurt myself and I was jumping up and down. I was screaming and hollering and I was like, oh my God, dad. Oh my gosh, man. I'm hurting, man. I'm hurting. And he was just laying there. He was just laying there. My mom was already gone. He was just laying there. He was just laying there and I'm just jumping up and down, jumping up and down. And one time I jump up and come down and I actually hurt my big right toe. And in fact, if you could see it, you would realize it's still kind of messed up. But anyway, that's another story. And I won't go there. But anyway, I found myself in this place where I was jumping up and down. And my father was like, hey, Gerald, look, stop playing with me. And I'm like, no, dad, no, 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 dad. He's like, Gerald, stop playing with me. Like, no, I'm really hurting. And he just laying there. We can get up. And so finally he gets up. He looks at my foot and there it was like, oh, it, it looked bad. Y'all, I don't want to put that uh, on screen, but it looked bad. Uh, it was all ripped up and everything. And he went to try to treat it, put in some Epsom salt, but it was still hurting real bad. It looked like it was all to the right and, and everything. So, we eventually go to the hospital to find out that I had broken my big toe. You see, we went to a doctor because we was able to realize there was a problem. Many times with mental health, we become functional and we operate in places that we are really stressed out. We become numb to our pain and our suffering to such degree we don't ever notice that there's a problem because we live in our trauma. So in bringing awareness to mental health, I want you to understand that your mental health is your life. 
because every day the moms that do all those things that they do to take care of their kids and never take out time to look out for themselves, the dads who work real endless hours to do all they can do and always driven by trying to make things better for their families, the, um, the, the person who's in a relationship who never can get any reciprocity. And by the way, did you hear Lauren when she said, how can I get some reciprocity? Because no matter what I do, it always, seemed, it always seems like nothing is working. Please tell me something, right? But that, that person who can't get that job they want, no matter how hard they work, the individual that seems isolated and never feels like they have a friend or they can't find a sense of purpose, you are somebody who could benefit from therapy. You know, th there are many different types of therapy. We oftentimes think about talk therapy. We think about um, art ther therapy, music therapy. They're now even pet therapy. You know, one of the things I love about therapy, there's so many diverse styles, you know, and, and that you can engage in that might fit your personality and needs. But to say that I don't engage in therapy and, and, and the mean or think that you don't actually engage in some type of therapy is a fallacy or a, 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 a error in logic. You see, if I spend all my time drinking, I spend all my time smoking, I spend my time gambling, I feel, spend my time running after men or women, I spend my time um, in and out of the bars. I spend my time um, running around with guns. I spend my time um, not doing anything at all. I spend my time just criticizing other people. I spend my time just being in my head. I realize that I'm doing nothing all that constructive, but it does allow me in some way to release my stresses but it doesn't change the reality of my circumstances. You know, oftentimes we need to move. We need to engage in order to be our best selves. We need to find some way to help us find an answer. A therapist is merely a mirror that allows us to look in and evaluate ourselves. They reflect back our ideas and feelings and opinions in a way that we, we can see ourselves and get better. As a therapist, I decided to be a long time ago. Didn't expect to be. I realized my only desire is to empower individuals and families to make their own choices and live a life and have an experience that will make them happy and well-adjusted. So thus, therapy is life. I want to see you at our next episode. We'll be talking about motivation for change. You know, my mom used to say, when you're tired of being sick and tired, you'll do something different. So what's keeping you from moving forward? I will see you in the next episode.